Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. As always, I'm joined by my co host, Mike Risset. Mike McGoy and Chris Epps. What up, fellas? What up? What up? Here. Another crazy week in crypto. Um, in the space, in the spaces. Uh, I don't want to make it NFT land again, but we've had the NFT merger and a coin just dropped today. ApeCoin. Uh, the Board API Club has their initial coin offering like it's 2017 and uh, they airdropped to their holders, um, basically gave them some free money. I don't know what else. What else? A lot of free money. Yeah. Can you describe it? Dude, it's, uh, I'm seeing like dudes who already have an NFT worth, you know, uh, 250. $250,000 floor. I think mm-hmm. most holders of one got probably around 50K minimum. Wow. Like, something like that. And that's like, they, they. I was just listening to as spaces, their spaces going on, I think probably still right now are just ended. Mm-hmm. Talking about how they weighted it against how many you have, how long you've held them. Right. Uh, if you did the, the mutant serum thing to make the mutant apes. Right. Uh, they had a pretty good system, just like how ENS did. That airdrop was pretty big for the public eye too. Everyone kind of saw that coin pop up. It did pretty well. Uh, it made me more like I was bullish on it when I heard about it coming out. I was like, "Yeah, that coin's gonna go up." It's the first thing I can finally admit to buying or convince myself after eight months of or a year of almost like saying this looks silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finally, can get in and stop saying the look silly silly because I'm in now, so I can stop talking shit. You know, sorry, apes. Right. Uh, I'm so in the, the ape, So the ape, no, no, ape coin ape is worth buying. You got you got you got ape coin. Yeah, we bought. So I bought some ape coin this morning when I woke up. I knew it was gonna go crazy when it launched. Yeah. So I didn't wait. I didn't stay up like most people did for the launch. I uh, got me and my friends. To, I told everyone to fall asleep, get some good rest, and we. Uh, Woke up and bought it as soon yeah. as possible. Luckily, we all slept in a bit and bought it after it came out because it went from like six bucks at launch to 22 bucks. And like, mm-hmm. was it, it says 10 minutes to so 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when, and then it got uh, sandwich bought it or arbitrage bought it slash also sold into back into the $8 range where I bought like when I woke up mm-hmm. for a little bit for my, you know, me and a little bit for my Dow mostly actually 
right. uh, which Mike and Mike are in. Hey. Uh, this is the redemption. We're going to get out of this art blocks rut and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be uh, at the Board Ape Yacht Club Yacht Party for uh, whatever Bitcoin conference shit. I don't know. But Can yeah, we right. talk about the art blocks fiasco for a quick second here? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I'd like to hear about this. This is the art blocks fiasco. Uh, First of oh, all, oh. I actually like a portion of the art. I could say that compared to a yeah. lot of other PFPs I'm seeing right now. I still do, too. Yes. Why did it fall off so fast, so hard? Uh, it was just the end of the run in general at that time. It was the end of the bull run. It was the it was a top for our blocks. So wait, wait, explain to me what happened. Cause I don't know, y'all are speaking in code. So Artbox <laughs> is a generative art uh, protocol or house and they just help artists come and make generated, computer generated art. Right, so Artbox is like a, a PFP generator. Uh, no, no, not PFP, it's uh, art, like art. Yeah, I know it's not a PFP, but I'm just saying like, it's a, sorry, NFT. It's an NFT uh, yeah, yeah, company. Yeah that makes nfts and makes you guys bought in on one well, of the collections did they have multiple uh, collections we minted from the beginning like i had already made some money on it it was going up it was going pretty well and when we made the dow that was the first thing like that was kind of my foray into our blocks or having our blocks and seeing them going up was like the kind of the beginning of the dow quote unquote that we made and oh shit irs oh well uh <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna get to that too it's tax season yeah it is oh, no. oh shit that too two years yeah. later never mind hey, anyways Patty. yeah exactly all of that uh so um, we started from minting as a group we mint we all put up some money together we minted our block uh our blocks has different collections all by different artists it's like a thousand max for each uh usually and we minted one called ritual for uh minted or bought one it was called ritual it was like fucking point two no it was two ETH. it was a two ETH mint yeah so it was a dutch auction uh art blocks has already had gone crazy by then people have made so much money that they had to yeah explain uh, explain the dutch auction because also one thing we didn't get to touch last week is so much stuff that always goes on was this person I never heard of, Ty Lopez, I think was is his name. Never heard of Ty Lopez, bro. No, bro, I've never heard everyone, of this person. Everyone yeah. heard of this nigga, right. bro. Apparently, everyone you, else but me. <laughs> everyone else but you. That's crazy. I'm just that's like surprised. it was like the homies like earlier this week had did a podcast and uh, the homie Low was like he ain't never seen the Dark Knight. And I was like, this is clickbait. Like, I can't believe a nigga didn't see that movie. But yeah, I never heard of Ty Lopez ever in my life before last week. That sounds like, yeah. sounds like, sounds like you just said, for real. Um, so yeah, so you saying, because they said he did a Dutch auction. And oh, yeah. he was so selling all kind of crazy shit. So what's a Dutch, Dutch auction? Oh, I don't so know a Dutch it. auction is supposed to make things fair. First off, for people who are botting, just like with sneakers or other shit online, people can bot crypto and snipe the listing and uh, or just you know scoop up everything. Mm -hmm. So Dutch auction makes it so you start at a high, high price and it settles down to a low price over a period amount or over a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. in intervals, usually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then that resting price, you know, hopefully is the price that everyone buys at and is fair because everyone agrees that's what it's worth. So there'll be a, you know, a rich guy or a well-to or a guy trying to manipulate the mark, manipulate the price Mm -hmm. that'll buy it at the top and it'll slowly go down and go down. And then usually it'll, you know, start to, you start to see more buys and then there'll be a sweet spot and it's just gone. And so for Art Blocks, they were doing that. They started doing that at the height of the NFT run in fall last year, right when the Dow was forming uh, because Art Blocks were going for multiple, like they were starting off to mint. Uh, it used to start off like it just cost a certain amount, like cost, you know, 20, cost 0.25 or cost 0.75, cost a certain amount of ETH. And they would go up, you know, uh, 10x in a day, fucking 100x in like a week sometimes. And the old art blocks were going for hundreds and hundreds of ETH, like some of the original curated, some of the top lines of this this uh, 
of this art house. Hundreds and hundreds of ETH. So you mean like millions and yes. millions of dollars? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like they like apes were like laughable to us, like and the prices that we were seeing in art blocks, and they still are at, at that time. Uh, yeah, at that time, yeah, because apes were pretty cheap at that time. Mutant apes were cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They knocked art blocks out the water. Um. <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. So uh, we uh minted this thing uh so the it settled that the ritual which is the first art block that we bought as a group mm-hmm. settled at 0.2 or settled at two eth it started probably at 10 mm-hmm. because things were going up so high that they like art blocks had to make it fair so they started this new thing and it was kind of experimental and we all hated it but it ended up kind of helping in the beginning uh we'd all watch the thing and see like a whale bite at five eth and you know, we all try to guess and we're all in their telegrams, like chatting to each other and saying like all this funny shit, clearing comms and watching wallets and trying to snipe the perfect listing before it goes up. Because once it goes to that resting point, once one, like, you know, you see a hundred transactions to buy this thing that's out of a thousand, a hundred go in a second, then, okay, you might as well just buy it. So uh, things started getting crazy because of that also. So the resting prices for things that would be a resting price all the way to like 0.5 ETH would end at 5 ETH. Uh, uh, the starting of the, the, the Dutch auctions would be like 20 ETH and it has to rest all the way down to one ETH. But some of these projects would sell out like way before it got to even the single digits. It happened a few times. And uh, oh, a Dutch auction, how, like, how does the buyer get decided? We decided. Who's it's, we? The, the buyers. You decide. It's decentralized. You feel me? So that's the thing. Like if you, if you are a whale and you're like, oh, this art block, the the Dutch auction is going to start at 20 and I know everyone's probably not going to want to pay more than three but I got f- freaking 10 ETH to throw at this shit and see if I can make some money off of it because I'll mint three other ones mm-hmm. after I buy after I do the Dutch auction at 10 everyone freaks out and then they start freaking out so then I just raise the floor price maybe to three to five ETH or some shit like that uh, you know hypothetically so right. then that makes everything worth more just because everyone's perception when homeboy is literally going to buy four more and sell them at the five ETH price and make his money back within two sales and still have a bunch of free art block. Hopefully is the thing. So there's a bunch of funny stuff you can still do with it and game the system. Uh, this Ty Lopez shit was just a scam. He's always been a scammer. He's been a scammer for like 10 years straight. Uh, he's been scamming crypto. He was in the last run. He's a scammer. He just got the, he figured out what a Dutch auction is probably from someone else. In the last, you know, month or two, uh, just like you figured out about what DeFi was two years ago for a second, for like two months at the top again. Uh, so, so you guys, so we got fucked. So we, you guys, we, we made something. Yeah, it was great. It was two ETH. It went up. Uh, it was the perfect timing for us because it was, it went up to ten ETH and we sold right away ten ETH in like four days. Mm-hmm. I like told them we're selling at ten. It let's put it at ten. Someone bought that shit for ten. Uh, and then we got, you know, all excited, bro. That's what happens when you, your first trade, I'm having a, this is a common thing in general. Your first trade is always a good trade and that fucks up your perception usually. And it's just running up past them. So we had 10 ETH to play with, you know, we bought some other art block, we meant some other shit, blah, blah, blah. We meant one thing and went up and then we see this other thing and we know it's going to be the best. So we were like, all right, let's mint this one thing for five ETH. Uh, uh, and that was at the top because we knew it was going to sell out the Dutch auction for this next project we bought was five ETH and it went out at five ETH. That's what it started at. And it went nowhere. That was a top signal. We should have fucking knew, knew that. Uh, but you know, we got a little euphoria. We were excited. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, that project went nowhere. We were trying to sell it, you know, for 10, no one wanted to buy it. We got offers for like seven ETH, eight ETH. No, it's going to 30 ETH. We're going to run it up. Uh, you know, it, we were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And after you know no one buying that one for maybe a few weeks there was another thing that we saw that we knew because there's going to be a christie's exhibit for art blocks our homie was going to cure our homie noah was about to curate a christie's exhibit for art blocks he's like oh it's going to run it up let's buy another art block off the floor off the secondary market for eight ethereum because we were up already why not we'll just double down right now and you know get two prime curated art blocks Mike is not looking at me. Mike is looking. I haven't seen the camera in a minute. Mike is. I just see Mike. The end of the story. Yeah, this is the story. That that was the end of it right there. We just bought him. 
uh, and we just sold we just sold the uh, so the the second Arbok we bought off of secondary uh, we just sold that we, we just took a loss on that and had like 80% loss film me 75% uh, loss the market for all art blocks kind of just tanked slowly after we bought that top mm -hmm. uh, we could have cut and run and probably took offers off of that eight ethereum buy or got out earlier but like even i up until the last month was like it's gonna be fine we can hold on to it uh instead we put it into ape and that shit's going up like i sold it this morning yeah put it into ape and that's just going up uh I think our blocks is really, you know, we're really, all really bullish on it in this group, us three, mm -hmm. and most of the DAO is, but it was the top. We we were super excited and euphoric and didn't want to take a stop loss when we could have multiple times, you know, until then. But there's no way to also know that as all hindsight, blah, blah, blah. I think it was a good right. lesson uh, into taking profits, which is something, again, I said in the last pod, I'm going to say to everyone again and not do myself sometime the next week or month right you know yeah taking taking so you guys took an 80 percent loss on the one what did you guys do with the other ones because you had the 10 ETH, so you bought some i mean everyone who bought our blocks all my friend my my friends with millions of nfts in their wallets right now mm. who like i who are in my telegrams or people that i follow and know they have millions like a million. I just looked at the other friend's wall. He has a million in NFTs right now, and he bought probably he probably lost two million. Like everyone's down eighty percent if they bought our blocks, right at the top, which right. most people did. A lot of people did in the last cycle, mm -hmm. and all NFTs went down a good amount in general. And our blocks took a one of the biggest hits for sure. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of these art blocks, like I'm like if I get a million dollars in ETH right now, I'm buying an art block squiggle right away. Like I'm, there's a bunch of art blocks I would buy and hold and not, not worry about. There's, I'm really bullish on the thing. It's just the, the market, you know, got a little too excited. It has to cool down. And and like you know, to today's news in the ape coin, mm -hmm. you know, board ape yard club is one of the most premium intellectual properties in the space. So, yeah, we're down eighty percent. We we. We sold at an 80% loss, but our blocks is one of those properties where it's really an announcement away in a, in a project away, in a collaboration away from a pump or anything. Like, so it's really about, I mean, we were definitely euphoric in our purchasing, um, but if you believe in it, you believe in it. So I stand by the investments all the way and mm -hmm. I do too. And I like, believe in them. There's a reason why we bought that. So you know, if Board Yacht Club, I mean, you know, totally different it's a PFP project, but I'm just talking in terms of just intellectual property and how people leverage that are leveraging that into the space and beyond, like you know, their projects and you know, like our blocks. If if we were discussing an intellectual property that's in the generative art space, like who, you know, who would someone want to partner with in besides them? Like they're the, a prime candidate. So I don't think art blocks is dead by any means. I don't think we've seen the last of art blocks. I got a question. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just want to ask Mike to more speak because Chris was able to talk to the the price action side of art blocks and their projects. I wanted Mike from an artist perspective to speak towards some of his more favorite art blocks projects, more from a technical side as an artist and why he liked them or what he saw. I mean, there's no real, um, well, yeah, there is some tech, a part of like art blocks actually, like a lot of them are um, interactive in ways. One of my favorite projects um, was G the Geo Runner. Um, I'm by, what was the guy's name? Sam Lord. Yeah, I remember those. I thought those were like really cool. Um, a newer project called Chimeras was really great. It was like this, movable kind of like 
still life, floral still life, kind of like Van Gogh iteration. Um, I think, you know, in, to your point, I think Art Blocks does have a lot of like potential to like leverage like the, the tech behind like the NFTs into gaming spaces, um, blockchain gaming. Like, I think it's like endless in terms of that. Um, and I'm interested to see if like, you know, that's a part of kind of like their future rollout as a, as a brand and art house and, and integrating like the NFTs into like a more like utilitarian space. Um, but yeah, like the geometry runners, the chimeras, um, I mean, I don't own a Fidenza, but I, I love the Fidenzas. Um, I was going to ask about the Fidenza. Was it? We have the Fidenza Toad as a doll. It's <laughs> such a fancy name, but I was going to juxtapose that with, uh, you know, Mike is talking about all the highbrow art on the NFT scale and, you know, in the space, the Fidenzas, the art blocks, all of this. But. But one of the projects that blew up in the last couple of weeks are crypto dick butts. Oh. <laughs> and um, what is my what is crypto's obsession with? I mean, they had a coin, a cum rocket coin, the nickname <laughs> Cummies, uh last year. <laughs> So yeah. what what is this weird kind of man? It's DJing, man. <laughs> You're D it's DJing. It's it's all you know, it's still like the meme space has <laughs> there's a carvable like market for like memeable shit, you know what I'm saying? In the market. Yeah. So and yeah. like, you know, we like that degenerate shit. I don't I, I didn't buy a dick, but no, but, our boy, our boy Nice who did. Uh, he actually preached them, and we should have listened because those things are. Yeah, they, they got a like, high floor. <laughs> they're blowing. Yeah, well, like 15 months ago, they were cheap. Uh, yeah, they they are any right? Yeah, they've been out since fall, since the, since art blocks. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen those early. The sickest yeah. part is, y'all. Mike sent me a pic like, "Yo, we're about to get this," and I'm like, "What the fuck is? You guys already know how I feel about this shit, anyway." And so I'm like, oh God, we're about to buy a fucking dick butt. <laughs> and it's just like there, I don't even know what it, you know, what is up, what is down at this point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just okay, yeah. cool. Buy the dick butt. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Just say yeah, that's all I've learned in the last year. Dick butt. No, oh. bro. There's no way <laughs> in hell oh. I would have said that to you. Yeah, no. Who no said way. who the dick butt? For sure, nice who started it, bro. It was nice who started it. Yeah, sent no. it to us. That's part of the genius of the of the space too. Is like the, the comedic, you know, aspect. Um, it's very nerd comedy, but it's it's hilarious to a certain. And that's the like most. That's the difficult part about like uh, making forecasts of what you think is going to be the one, or like because you have like some a great project with great team and all this shit. And it was just straight like flatline. And then you have some shit like dick butts that like goes parabolic or, or, or motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, MF For the MFers. MFers. I love the MFers. That, that's one like of my too. top five projects. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I knew that was going to hit like that because that's just yeah. that, you know, perfect synergy of the meme and the like the twitter character he's got the funny tweets it's almost like if justin leboy like understood tech like you know what i'm saying like i'm just make some funny shit i'm already got the character on there so cool you know um i, I think our blocks is gonna make a comeback man i just want to make that clear that's the last thing i say <laughs> on the pot right. i agree no i agree i'm bullish on our block like the only reason why because I see the ape, I see the ape call, so I made that suggestion, or I saw other call. You know, I am a half trader, half fundamentalist, uh, more of a builder these days. Uh, Traderheads.com. Uh, 
but no, I am very bullish on our blocks. And as soon as I get a good, good amount of ETH, I'm buying back a lot of stuff that we have sold at cheap right now. So. Um, it's early, man. It's early in the game. It's very. <laughs> We're especially still. with the Coinbase announcements and all this other shit coming on. This eight, like the meta, the eight metaverse. You don't think these fools have our blocks are going to hang them up in their ape huts or swamp, whatever the hell they got. I mean, I think Instagram integrating NFTs is going to be big. And I saw that. I didn't want yeah. to read about it because it just seemed like too much. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a interesting thing because it's going to be another flex point. You know, right now it's a flex on Twitter, but a lot of motherfuckers don't be on Twitter. And so I think mm-hmm. it's going to be, become another flex point for people um, that are on Instagram all day, you know, trying to flex yeah. up. So, um, yeah, I want to uh, get a quick diversion in the the group chat. <laughs> I knew it was going to be some bullshit, but I was like, I'm going to just wait till later cause, to laugh. So I didn't watch it when I sent the video of Soldier. Oh, <laughs> big Soldier. <laughs> big Draco. Uh, big Draco. Man, in the news, he's uh, he's defending Kanye now. He said he said he's gonna beat P. Davidson's ass. <laughs> Man, he said, was... "Don't you ever talk to Kanye girl like that." Oh man! Then he said, "The only person that gets to talk to Kanye like that is Big Drake." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one week he loves one week he loves him, one week he hates him. I was actually trying to look up a list of all of the stuff that Soldier Boy actually said that he's done first. Oh man, it's too long. <laughs> it's I mean, there's some different versions of the list, but the fact that he is like the first YouTube rapper, you know, it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting, you know, as far as like technology. I think Soldier Boy might have been involved in crypto one time or another. I I know he definitely shouts out some crypto shit all times. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Maybe. Didn't he, he have a coin? Didn't he have a coin? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. He tried to. They, they shut him down real quick. Yeah. And I'm glad they did, man. He would have rugged so many people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Soldier coin. So, yeah, that was what I was thinking. Soldier runs. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, if we made a coin, like, we could just make, like, a like a soldier coin or something, like a, a meme coin that niggas would love, um, you know? That might be the way because niggas also like are going to be the ones like so hard trying to make it be beautiful and make sense and have utility and da da da. And then it's going to be a nigga from Shreveport (laughs) that's going to come in and you know what I'm saying? Like sell some shit that's funny. That's like, you know, not necessarily what everybody is, uh, championing at the moment and it's gonna work it's gonna be beautiful so yeah make an nft not a coin right or whatever it is but uh soldier boy is just a good lesson and not taking yourself too serious because he's going he's talking shit about kanye calling him a bitch pretty much a month ago then he wanted to be on donda too and now he's riding for kanye i mean you just gotta admire soldier boy from it's just a standpoint. And he's, and he's full throttle in every direction. Every direction. There's no moderation. It's yeah. just every direction. Yeah. There's no tempered, you know, approach. He's just too yeah, He's the Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big soldiers, the Russell Westbrook of the Kanye beef. Yeah, for sure. The other sure. day I saw a video he posted of some new shoes or like the other week. His new soldier shoes or something. All the soldier stars. Soldier stars. <laughs> Get uh, you a pair of like soldier they stars. They look like they are Yeezys with uh, Air Force One mid straps on the top. Uh, it was yeah, those are great. Those are great. Soldier, first, send, first me boy, send me a boy. Send me send your boy a pair of them soldier stars. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, we'll take soldier stars. Yeah, these money is very Yeezys. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Like, no I, definitely, I definitely want Soldier to come on the pod and hawk whatever he wants to hawk, man. Come chill your wares on the crypto, bro. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> big chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Not financial advice this time. 
definitely. Uh, the so amount we, of disclosures we'd have to have <laughs> every commercial, every American Express commercial break. Right. <laughs> um, Bitcoin's over forty k. That's cool. I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> who cares? The turtle. Um, right. It didn't tank. It's not at. Yeah. It's not in the tank. Uh, Ukraine is trying to make Bitcoin legal tender because they need some ducats right now. That you know, what I'm saying, trying to. Hey man, we gotta, we gotta we gotta figure out this war shit, man. Whew. I know. I know. I, I take my like non. I don't get involved with other people's domestic disputes, but today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it hit home. I went to. When I went to the Audi dealership to try to get the new Audi, oh, it was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, now he's affected. Now, I'm affected. Yo. I'm affected. Yo. They're affecting the bottom yo. line. His yeah, champagne tears. We got, we got, we got, we got cars stuck at port. We got shit. What about out Nazis, we got port. We got parts we can't bring in because you can't <laughs> make them. <laughs> it's tough. The world you economy. It might be China makes them and sends them to Ukraine. You might even need to no, check. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> Audi, Audi is a, uh, um, you know, Audi and Porsche, so it's all like German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that Eastern Bloc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, for sure, man. I'm. It's a real thing. I mean, supply chain shit with everything gets affected when, you know, people go to war, and especially when Russia is. People forget that Russia is part mostly in Asia, but also a big part of Europe. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's two big-ass continents that they're occupying. Um, so it's a lot of fucking space. A lot of shit gets done around Russia, you know? Um, we know it's a huge-ass country. But, yeah, we need Vlad to uh, shut that shit down, bro. We we got – everybody got the message. Cool. You know what I'm saying? You're the big dog. Like, we get it. shutting that shit down. Hey, man, this is <laughs> political, down. bros, bro. <laughs> right. Oh, no, oh, oh, political, bros. This ain't political, bros. Like I told you before. Like I told you before. Heard my last email. <laughs> right, right. Respect it. Respect it. Do you identify as crypto curious? If you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple cryptocurrency might feel like a secret exclusive club but coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door whether you've been trading for years or just getting started coinbase can help coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy sell and spend cryptocurrency they support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M. Sign up at Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offers for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that 
out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at ButcherBox.com Dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I wanted to get into a semi-political issue with the Fed hike. The Fed raised the uh, rate. What point? How is that political? <laughs> right, exactly. That's strictly financial because the Fed is not part of the government, right, Mike? Right. So they say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we got an interest rate hike in order to curb inflation. Is that what's going on? Well, they're predicting J. Well, J.P. Morgan and Chase is predicting six before the year's end. So mm. This is one of six. One of six rate hikes. One of six rate hikes, allegedly. Yeah. So, what does that mean, Mike? Break that down for us. Well, it's like a spigot, and so they utilize interest rates as a way to control the spending of Americans. So, as a way to tighten the spigot of water. It's the spigot, they raise interest rates, which makes it a little bit more difficult to borrow money because what you have to pay on that per dollar borrowed is a lot higher than what it normally would have been. So that's the way of their tr- way of trying to control the monetary system. <clears throat> and so now we ran out of bullets because interest rates have been pretty much at zero for what almost a good part of 10, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And at this point now, inflation is now running crazy. And now they have no other choice but to raise interest rates. And if you ask, well, why are they so reluctant to raise interest rates? It's very simple. Historically, whenever you raise interest rates, recessions follow shortly after. Right. It, and it's because what the big dogs don't want to spend anymore? It's not the big dog, it's more the average consumer. Because right. so look at it like this. Um, they said the interest rates raised a quarter basis point or something like that uh, with the Fed. Okay, cool, that's not too much. But if you're borrowing money from to buy a mortgage, they said that actually raised the price almost like a point, like a percent and a half, basically. Mm-hmm. It's now a percent and a half more expensive to borrow money than it was last week. Right. And so they want to continue to do this as a way to dissuade us from lent from borrowing. Right. And lend from lending. So this is for people with home loans and things like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Home loans, car loans also too, though. Yeah. yeah. So car loans are going to get more expensive right now. You know, car leases are going to get more expensive right now. Yeah. Right. So that, that means nobody's happy. Right. And then also, if you have a whole bunch of, you know, if there's no inventory in homes and then you mix that with then also people just can't afford to buy homes, then we're not can't afford to buy them, but are choosing not to because it's it's more expensive now than it would have was six months ago or eight months ago. You're going to see something very interesting here. And this is really creating like a really good environment for alternative uh, investments like cryptocurrency like precious metals, like oil. Things like this are all doing extremely good right now and are going to continue as we continue down this path. Right. Yeah, Mike, so you might have to wait a second to get that out of you, bro. I don't know. Um, 
beginning of May they should be in. You're <laughs> like, they told me this is going to be. A oh, but they said, you know, usually eight week process. Put a deposit down and build one, but they, they're not even like producing, like, you know, on demand. Like, right. Already a thing going on before, you know, in the last two years, cars and stuff like that. Everything's already getting more expensive and hiked up. I saw, and then I saw someone tweet today who's, who's pretty ridiculous in general, but he's kind of, you know, tuned in still talking about another stimulus because of someone talking, was it, I think, was it Yellen or someone asked for, we saying we need more money to help with inflation, you know, they, I don't think it'll pop another stimulus. Would they do that, Mike? Hey, Not side note. No way. While I'm Not scratching my chain right now, I just utter disgust. Side note, as someone who's always been in favor of reparations and that whole conversation around Blacks in this country, watching them just give $13 billion to Ukraine at the drop of a hat was yet again another slap in the face. Yeah, that was weak. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in terms of <laughs> what that means eternally yeah chris just mute yourself when you're about to do all that yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah niggas could have definitely got our uh, 40 acres and the mule and everything with that um you know 20 times over by now uh but yeah they want to pay 750 billion for the defense bill they want to give money to every foreign nation they want to you know don't want to thirteen take- billion dollars though, bro. Overnight, yeah, that's crazy. Overnight, they sent that through on the Lightning Network. <laughs> um, is that why gas fees were so low? Why were gas fees so low this week? I don't know. They've the been last, I mean, they've been floor. low for like the last month. Yeah, they've been on the floor. Oh, sorry, everyone. Ethereum gas, <clears throat> <laughs> not that gas. Not, not the <laughs> gas. Yeah, we're yeah. sorry. Well, yeah, whatever. Every time I went to the gas station this week, I was like, what's everyone? I was like, oh, yeah, it's expensive. It was weird energy for sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be Yeah, $6, bro, is a crazy thing to see at the gas station. I, you know, to say that I was alive at a time when it was 99 cents or less than a dollar, and now it is over $6. That is a hell of a price increase on the same uh, fucking commodity. Like, right. So, so look at it like that. It takes six times more the U.S. dollars to purchase the same gallon of gas that it took 20-something years ago. Yeah. Six times the U.S. dollars. Yeah. And that that same math rings true for houses, for cars, for jewelry. Everything. It's it's inflation. And I'm going to tell you, the number one concern of the clients who have been reaching out to us or prospects who have been reaching out to us is inflation. These old people are concerned right now, man. Because look at it like this. If you have, you know, $150,000 to your name and you had all this mapped out that basically, okay, you would be able to last, you know, off that roughly seven or eight years without working. Cool, perfect. And then now they just printed all that money and now you have to cut that seven, eight years down to like five, four. They're sick. They're scared. They're pissed off. I don't blame them, especially if you were around in the 70s. Like you remember shit being way, you know, the dollar being way stronger. So, and this is this is not good. This is not good at all, but it's creating a very good environment for crypto. So that's why we're here. Right. So do you. Do we think that is the end of the bull run and we're getting a recession and crypto is just going to range in a certain area? Or do we think that we're going to get a recession and crypto is going to go up again? I personally see it going up, not to call it projections or predictions here. This is not financial advice, but like from my perspective, I see traders needing alpha and seeking alpha anywhere they can possibly get it. That's halfway regulated. And so they're going to be looking at bit. They're going to be looking at the big two, the big three, even probably even some of the top fives, the top six to find that yield anywhere and everywhere because these stocks 
are already over leveraged. The buybacks have already been bought back. Like there is no more blood in this tournament. There's no more. And so now they got to go seek it somewhere else. And I do think it's going to be in the crypto markets because there is so much uh, exposure there and opportunity there. Yeah, a lot of fresh meat. Oh, yeah, a lot of... But in the crypto just... market where? Like, because everybody's kind of, you know, saying, do you think that Bitcoin is going to 10x from here right now? Do you think Ethereum is going to shoot up to 10,000 in the next six to eight months? Like, where are people finding it? In uh, the huh? Real DeFi, not... I'm, but yeah. I, I'm asking. So what is the... Right, right. I don't think uh, these price prediction calling out trying to figure that stuff out is going to be beneficial in general. That's half the problem. I'm all saying, the where is where is the big money? What coins are the big post, the big money going to fall? A post, post <laughs> X. You know what I'm saying? Right. Post bag loading. No, no. Let's say eight eight for now, boys. Eight uh, pulse. NFTs, Ethereum. I mean, there's not enough. There's not that much money in all that shit. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah, I don't see a lot of big money going into NF like a NFT project. Like I'm talking oh, I'm about, like not that much money in it yet. I see. That no, I'm just saying, as far as hedge funds and people with billions and hundreds of millions, like we already talked about that last week about you know yeah. hedge strategy towards entering the nft space they're just looking at like the tech and the utility of the projects beyond like you know just the art and shit like that so that's kind of like their criteria mm. they are moving in you know it's like mm. they are moving in and, and, and skills if you don't mind i think we're talking about two different conversations investment wise these legacy finance guys are still dealing in percentages you're mm. talking about multiples you said which probably going to 10x 100x they're not here for any of that they're here for a 30 percent pop mm. if their clients see a 30 percent pop in the value of their portfolio it'll probably be the largest pop that they've ever had mm. <laughs> i was actually i i saved this the other day uh so warren buffett's that they is a um there's an article in Yahoo Finance, Warren Buffett's famed stock picker passed away. I was like, oh man, let me see this, All right? So we clicked the article and this was his go-to trader for like 20, 25 years, I think. This guy was a legend is what they said. He averaged a year over year of about 6.5%. And they called this guy a legend mm -hmm. at 6.5% average. Right. Crypto does that in a day. Ethereum do that in a day. Just went up like six percent like a second ago. Like it went up like twenty percent like, like you know a minute ago or like an hour. Ago. Right, and yeah. so where I'm going is you know legacy finance has never seen numbers like this, and so when when they do start to see numbers like this on, on even a smaller scale of like a one or two x for them that's two hundred percent. That will blow their fucking tops. Right, and so yeah. I do yeah. see them piling in. Right into you know the top three, top five uh, coins, uh, some DeFi coins. I do see them getting. I see the DeFi space honestly uh, taking over the uh, in direct competition with retail banking because retail banks can't offer you six percent. Right, but I'm saying niggas want to know what coins and what's what's the and more to the point of that. Like, what do you guys see? the style of coin because all these different coins have different utility you got your swap coins you got your coins that run on ethereum you got your coins that do you know what i'm saying or for transactions whatever whatever like what in the space do you guys think like is you know i think personally like the play to earn space like is going to be is huge and will continue to be huge yeah um and of course that's attached to the gaming, the web three gaming space, mm -hmm. um, uh, the NFTs having some type of like utility within the game that allow you to passively earn those tokens. 
even if you don't play the game, just holding the, the NFT, you might earn that governance token it, within that ecosystem. Yeah. So like, I, I think when I think about like the future of the space, the immediate future, and even like, you know, even like education and bringing like the youth and kids in, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking in the play to earn space in the blockchain gaming. So do you think like how long or how far away are we from having kids? Because there's a lot of kids stories out there, right? Kid, kids, traders making millions, kids with NFTs, whatever on a, on a massive scale of kids inter, integrating their lives with the crypto and NFT space to where they're making more money than their parents through video games, basically, or through holding tokens that they're acquiring by playing games. Like, is that the future that we kind of see? Or is that like, how far away are we from that? It's already here. Yeah. It's already here. And, and it's like, like, there's like endless stories of, of kids who are in awkward parts of like East Asia. Mm -hmm. right who just game as a way to supplement income for their family right there's there endless is, of those stories there's a bunch of projects i've been into or one i'm watching now with 14 to 16 year old developers and founders for the project mm -hmm. literally one of the biggest DeFi coins last year called core was made by it became like a joke he was like 17 but people thought he was 14 because his voice you know, 17 is, you know, a little bit older on the kid age, but still super young. Mm -hmm. There's a project right now I'm following with the 16-year-old girl and a bunch of her friends from school that are, <clears throat> that made it like six months ago and it didn't do much. And then all of a sudden it sold out in like a day, like earlier this week. And now it's like one of the biggest new projects. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mike uh, always talks about, you know, doing something like teaching kids or his projects are, you know, to help kids learn outside of crypto stuff, but also learn about that. And I think that's like one of the, yeah, most important things that are, that are, that is happening and is going to happen for the next 50 years. Because again, every time, I think I've said this already, every time I talk to a kid or see a kid talk about or ask them about NFTs and crypto, it's like, they, why are you asking me this simple, stupid, easy question? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm interested to see what's going to happen in a world where kids have money. Uh, that's, I was about to say, that was, that's the weird thing to think yeah. about. I was just talking to, I mean, obviously, like, the, the tokens that they earn could be pegged to, like, you know, they they are have some, are backed by some type of liquidity, but maybe it's just, like, they could redeem things that they need and items and essentials with the tokens. And it's not really like for actual, like converting back into like money. Eat or yeah, money for them to spend either. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I can't, the way that technology moves, I can easily see it going to be, you can oh, yeah. buy yeah. something on Madden with ETH or what, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, an extreme version of it. And you know, that, makes you better gives you this gives you that and you can gain things by beating people in tournaments and you know like all this stuff and kids are like it's going to be interesting to see a world because it's going to be a worldwide thing where 12 13 year old 11 year old kids are walking around with money you know what i'm saying and 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 how that relationships that they're going to have with the adults in the world and the other kids around them. Like, it's just going to be a whole interesting part of the e ecosystem that I thought about recently that I'm like, I wonder how this is going to play out. Like, And their value proposition is going to be totally different. Yeah. Because like, if they're earning in fake internet money, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it, they're thinking about it differently. Right. So it's going to change the whole thing. Like, but that's kind of where I've heard some people who are gamers kind of push back or not really push back, but really say that this already exists. Right. right. Like, like if you play 2K, you converted U.S. dollars into 2K credits to make your player better. Exactly. Or to wear the new Jordans or to wear the whatever. Like, 
you've already been doing that. And so this is, someone was saying the metaverse is just basically like what, like the loading area before you actually get to your game? It's where everyone's hanging out? Something like that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, I always reference Ready Player One, where it's, it's like a, yeah, I guess part of the metaverse would be a shared space where people are intermingling or whatever, but, you know, it could be whatever people want it to be. People could have a meeting like we're doing right now, you know what I'm saying, in a metaverse type existence or play other games, you know what I'm saying? Like we could be playing a fucking whatever, pool, poker, whatever, in a avatar, more real avatar type of space, you know? Isn't that gaming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that it's the, the, you kind of gave it like a very light definition of, I think it's a little more expansive than that. That fits. What do you mean? It's like, <laughs> like, I mean, I play Battlefield. So it's like basically, okay, we're, just, we're in the fucking it's, queue. It's just, it's just not operating on the blockchain. Right. Right. It's just not, yeah, it's not open source. And that's, I think, the point. That's the thing that me and most of people in here and most of the people I talk to look for. It's we're looking for the thing that'll be multi-platform because I don't want to fucking use Zuckerberg's fucking metaverse, whatever that is. It's yeah. closed off to his own thing. And I'm not trying to just only use this use like I don't want to have to buy credits for Fortnite or, and then also have to buy them for Halo and then buy them for Madden. Right. Uh, and they'll have to be different. That's the thing. Where I think you, like when we talk about play to earn utility and NFTs and crypto being used in a mass adoption, uh, when it's massively adopted, I think that's what we're looking for. It's we can use this one thing or use this one medium or one platform for most things and, and then take them over. Like I want to be able to take over my PFP from Minecraft and go put it on the VR chat uh in you know oculus and then see it on my phone with the whatever coming out with the next ar thing you know it's having it one spot is the boring thing that's not what i that's not what i want and that's why i think when everyone's like oh yeah it's like uh what's that game everquest that was big or like world of warcraft like yeah but that's not what i want that's what is already going on we want to have it everywhere which yeah. kind of sounds scary when you think about it I mean, it's it's not going to be scary. It's just going to be molded to, like, everything else. They're going to make an arcade out of it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look cool and futuristic. People are going to love it, you know? Like, you're going to be able to get your coins from your ape coins to the coins that you use there to the tokens that you win and take home or whatever. You know, they're going to integrate everything. It's going to look cool. People are going to dig it. My whole thing is that it just seems the further and further we get away, you know, I want to finish on this topic of just like we got to have some representation as black people in this space, like doing some big shit, you know, whether it's comical and it's a meme or some like really innovative shit. Like and I know niggas is working. Um, I've seen like, you know, a bunch of people like uh, Idris Sandu. I saw him working, you know, saying he's working on stuff. Uh, a lot of people are. And so I don't want to knock them, but we got to, you know, come with some shit because it's just mostly everybody else, right? So what's the solution? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, I know it's a lot of collaboration. You know, it's a lot of diverse groups of people making a lot of things. But I feel you, you know. If, yeah. What's the solution? Um... <laughs> Obviously, not Akon. Don't don't ask Akon. Nah, the, a lot of the, the solution is we got to do this shit ourselves. You know, certain shit. Um, you know, we got to provide some kind of uh, projects and things for people. You know, that we've always like been creators. We've always been at the forefront of things. And I think you know, obviously, Mike has dropped his collection. Chris, you just dropped Droid Heads. Um, so it's not like you guys aren't contributing to the space like you are um, and niggas is moving forward. I just want, you know, I just want niggas to be successful 
and uh, and to get the same love that I see, you know, all these other people getting who I know, you know, shout out to their talent, but they ain't fucking with y'all, you know, they ain't fucking with us. And there's so many other black and brown people like us that's super talented that I would love to see like blow up in this face. Um, so, you know, I just hope that happens. For sure. Just gotta, um, and Chris and I have talked about it after he launched Joy Heads with his peers. Um, but, you know, after you release your first project, you definitely, you know, have a revelation and step back and, you know, want to move even more intentionally and make your next move your best move. And it's, it's just a lot of like education and, and dialogue that, that has to occur for if you want like a sustainable, really dope project. Um, a lot of reading, a lot of listening, a lot of like reaching outreach. Um, it's not just like in the bedroom by yourself. No, I'm sure. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta get these hundred hundred K discords. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you gotta be in the spaces, you gotta, you know, read some white papers. Um yeah, you know, so I think niggas have to like one first start going beyond the surface of the narrative of the popular narrative of what they think it is, you know, or what, what it what it is on the surface level and peel the onion back for themselves. Um, because if you're just looking at crypto as, you know, these funny ass looking apes and that's your only association, I don't know if you, you know, it's like, if you're even capable of being a part of anything significant, you know? Mm -hmm. If that's like the core understanding of it, because even, you know, they represent so much more than that, especially at this point. Um, but like, I think we, we have to strip away the popular narrative and kind of like peel it back and start to really get down to the content of, you know, what really makes this space special and what makes it the future. Right. And that's why I'm like thinking about what I sent you guys earlier this week, you know, about the guy wanting to collaborate, you know, mm -hmm. with us. Um, and it's like, you know, I just want the shit in the space that we do to be right. And I want to think about, you know, our brand and our place and what that means even if it doesn't mean a lot to somebody right now, you know, you got to always think about the future and, you know? Yeah. And so every step, every step along the way matters. And, and, you know, for everybody, you got to think about what the art says and what the collaboration says and what, you know? Yeah. It says. And you need Alex. I just wanted to say something before we leave too, just in reference to the participation of it by us. This is one of those things where I've I, I told a, a female friend of mine, I was like, women were shut out of traditional finance right. for a very long time. Right, really up until like what the seventies or something like that, mm -hmm. completely shut out. Blacks were as well. And so at this point, you're not shut up, right? There's no excuse. The information is for us to find and it's out there. And that's the most beautiful part of this. It's like, there is nobody holding you back or not allowing you to have access to a library or cutting your hands off or reading at night. There's none of that. There's no excuse. Well, not you have here. to know that it exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, the crazy thing is, of course, you know, people have to see it first. So they have to see the Lambo or the $7 million crib and, you know, Newport, whatever, whatever. That's going to be on them. But it's out here. It exists. And 
Like, I'm not in the business of selling people dreams, right? And so I would love for more people to be involved, but they have to want to be involved as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, and they got to be involved, want to be involved for the long haul, you know, at least some lengthy period of time for like, you know, the biggest disease with people in cryptos, they want to be around for a couple of months and hit a lick, um, you know. Because they think this is a get rich quick scheme. And so yeah. historically we've seen what happens in environments where people all believe this is a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Because yeah. people, people do have gotten rich quick, but people have yeah. gotten rich quick off the stock market as well. And a, yeah. you know, a bunch of real estate and a bunch of other endeavors. But, you know, I think the newness of this is takes, you know, a big part of it as well. And, you know, I can't say that I haven't been caught up in the euphoria and the hopium of, you know, getting rich quick off of this at times. So I understand the the plight and the thought process of a lot of people who get stuck in that mindset, but you really have to treat it honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like you would treat your money anywhere else. You got to treat it honestly and know that if you really want a return or something special to come from it, that, you know, you have to be patient. And we always go back to that patience in the, and timing in the market. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to end on that note. You know, uh, this has been a great episode crypto bros happy saint patrick's day to all the irish out there all the catholics everybody hope you enjoy yourself be safe um can i say something yeah of course (laughs) man rest in peace miss wallace mrs wallace excuse me she was my favorite teacher at frank d parent elementary and junior high school in ladera heights right there angel a woman of character of class, of commitment. She was the first person that ever held me accountable for my actions outside of my home. So she will forever be missed. R.I.P. R.I.P. And with that, this is Jason Madison for Mike McGoy, Mike Rousset, and Chris Epps. Peace.